The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And next, we're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPNMMA to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And next, we're brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the United States? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll. And of course, you can only find that at Odds Crowd. And before you start this episode, do not forget to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks, news, podcasts, right there in the palm of your hand. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Hello, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We've made it up to episode 78 without being hashtag canceled or taken off the air, so that's uh, a positive. Um, we will dedicate this episode to damn mediocre boys. They finally have returned to the podcast after a very long, successful hiatus. The mediocre duo are back again for this podcast. And I will be one half of that mediocre duo. My name will be Jeff Fox. Hello, and thank you coming to the podcast the podcast that is now we're one of the we're on one of the charts in india surprisingly so a little bit later i will have my uh, associate host will welcome everyone in hindi i may may actually get him to do the rest of the podcast in hindi just so um our new listeners feel uh feel welcome so um this is also the podcast where we have so much degenerate mma gambling um topics and bets and info to stuff in your ears that we we are foregoing the long drawn out introductions that uh, our long-term listeners have uh grown accustomed to back in the old days we actually have have content now so this introduction is probably too long as it is so that's uh let's get my co-conspirator in to the fray here so he can laugh at some of my jokes um what can i tell you about him uh he was raised feral i believe by <laughs> by um He's raised feral, yeah. That's why he hates everyone and everything. I think. I think that's where I'm, I'm putting together here. Um, what else can I tell you about him? Um, he's got a lot of different nicknames. The new one we came up with is the Contender Series. Why am I blanking? No, you're, you're, you're messing uh, no. it up. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in on this one. It's the Tuesday Night Soothsayer. To, no, no, no. Content, contender Series Soothsayer. That's what it is. Wasn't Sorry. there one with Tuesday? T- uh, it was Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday Night Truther, and you did not like Truther. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that one. Right. Remind the you contender of series your fellow Americans. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, you can be quiet. I'm not done. You have more nicknames. Uh, what else do we call him? We call him the prettiest purple belt on the planet until he gets his brown belt, and then we'll have to come up with something different. Um... Some call him the son of the bear whisperer. I just came up with that one now. Um, hope he likes that one. Um, some call him Gumby. 
even though he's never watched the show and his dog is not named Pokey. Um, and then my son calls him Barney Gumble. Um, you may know him as Daniel Freeland. Hello, Mr. Freeland. Hey, I, I do like the uh, the son of the bear whisperer. <laughs> yeah. Mostly just because I would love to bestow that nickname upon my dad because I don't think anybody's ever given my dad a nickname. Andy the bear doesn't. Whisperer? Yeah, the bear whisperer works. He also doesn't have a middle name like my my grandparents oh, really? gave his older brother too, and then didn't give him any. Uh, so like he. Uh, yeah, he's, it's just Neil Vreeland. That's it. That's the whole name. Wow, and, uh, that's fantastic. That's yeah. we, we learned a little bit something new. We always learn something new. Um, yeah, the bear so was built for a nickname. It's a name built for a nickname. It is. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, so did he always feel like unloved because his brother got two, two middle names? He got none. Um, no, there, there's a whole like really long story about how he didn't get a middle <laughs> name. My, I'll I'll give the condensed version here. My my grandparents were naming their kids in alphabetical order um, because their names were Bertha and Charlie, uh, and they named their first kid Albert and the next one Dale. So they had A, B, C, D. And oh, they had okay, this, yeah. Then they had this big fight uh, my grandma and grandpa did over what to name my dad. Uh, my grandpa was really, really liked the name Eric, and my grandma liked the name Echabod, um, which <laughs> I don't Come think on now. Come I don't on. Think it's a real name. No, I'm dead serious. Um, so my grandma really liked Echabod, and he was like, over my dead body, he'll be named Echabod. So your grandpa's dead? So uh, he, he is now. Yes, he's passed. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, but uh, – <laughs> Your grandma didn't kill him? He, oh, yeah, he's, 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 he's not named Echabod. I'm sorry, yes. Right. Yeah, so at the time, <laughs> uh, what happened was my grandpa stole, like, the birth certificate and uh, went to go fill it out, and he's like, if I name him Eric, she'll kill me. Uh, but he can't be named Echabod. So he just put the first name that came to his mind, which is Neil, uh, and then forgot to put a middle name and also spelled Neil with an A. So my dad's name is N-E-A-L, uh, Vreeland, with no middle name. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's an incredible story. Yeah. Well, really and not, not, the pod, not the podcasting world has it. Hope you, uh, you DGENs appreciate that as, yes. much as, uh, as much as the Vreeland family appreciates hearing it for the 700th time. <laughs> well, so um, hopefully that helps you all when you're making picks for the uh, fights <laughs> coming up. Now that Dan's giving you that. Uh, see, there's it's always something. It's fun. Always. I don't even have to poke very, very far. And I, I get something uh, interesting out of, out of this man. Um, are you going to talk in Hindi? Like I promised our uh, Indian listeners, Dan. You know, I, I know things a couple, I know a couple of words in a lot of languages, but that's not one of them. Not okay, fine. See, I, I finally nothing. stumped him. I finally stumped him. You the, son of, the son of the son is stumped. The son of, son of Echabod. <laughs> There's that's the name of the episode, everyone. Son of how do you spell Echabod anyway? I don't know, but it's not a real name. Yeah, because I thought it was Ichabod, right? Like the first yeah, time yeah, I, yeah. my grandma told me that story for the first time, and I was like, "Isn't yeah. it Ichabod with an I?" And she was like, yeah. "No, I have this spelling with an E that I was going to use." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> what nationality isn't Vreeland like Dutch or something? It's Dutch, but we're like, so we're, we say we're Dutch because like the last name is Dutch, but like the Vreelands have been just like in the United States for a really long time. We don't have any like. Yeah. European ancestors, you know, like, you know how most Americans try to uh, just give themselves a second nationality because it's more fun that way. Um, we do yeah. that, but like we don't actually have any ancestors. The other side of my family is like intensely Polish, um, so like intensely they can, Polish. yeah. Like I knew my my great grandma on that side was Polish, uh, and I actually knew her like she had been through like Ellis Island and all stuff like that. Um, 
But yeah, no, this side of the family. Dutch, technically, but maybe Akabat is a Dutch name. If we were charting in Holland, what happened when I, no. <laughs> I, I googled Akabat with an E, and it, I, Google even knows it's not a name. It says, do you mean Ichabod? So there you go. <laughs> you tell that grandma of yours, that's a fake name. <laughs> fake name. All right. Um, you know what? I, I was, I was going to segue, but, but then you, you said something else amazing, and I forgot what my segue was. Um, it was something that, oh, I know, uh, Hindi stumped you. You know what else stumped you, Dan? You know what else you had a lot of trouble with? The picks this weekend? The picks this week! You're, we're the mediocre boys again. Congratulations. We're back to what we promised from the very get-go. Mediocre picks, non-above-mediocre uh, banter. And I think we've already delivered on that. I think our banter's been way above mediocre. Um, but our picks, eh, six and five for me, five and six for Dan. And there's a contentious um, thing. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get in a fight coming up too. So, um, But uh, tension, actually, um, I, I was reading it. it. That's what makes a good podcast is um, tension between little, little, the two little people talking. So. Yep. So it's not just going to be sexual tension between us now going forward, Dan. I think there's going to be other tension too. Looking forward to Silence. <laughs> Silence for that. On that note, let me tell you about WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. I don't know if there's any Ichabods in any of those uh, states, but if there is, they can play <laughs> WinBet now. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From booster parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download Bet Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. And let's do PropSwap, too, because they're good people. We're brought to by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go and check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available, browse the activity feed to stay in the know, Loyalty Rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match it up to 500 bucks. If you love sports betting, which I'm sure everyone listening does, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. Yeah, I think I think um, reading a tweet I saw from at Gumby Vreeland, um, who, was, who was very happy about that no contest in the co-main event last night. Um, yeah, we, we, got, we got some heat now, Dan. Because you know what? If I had won that, which I thought I did after I saw it. I didn't realize that there'd been no contest because I was zipping through all the fights uh, after the fact. Um, I would have been ahead of you, not just with picks, but also in the money game, Dan. But stupid Herb Dean decided that that should be a no contest. So now I'm still 70 bucks behind you. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, so we'll get to – do you want to get to this one first? Let's talk about this mm. one first because that main event – Yeah, I mean, as well. Even, okay. That main event is fucking worth talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Ke- Kevin Holland, Kyle Dawkins we're talking about. Dan picked Kevin Holland. I picked Kyle Dawkins. Um, they had – very early in the fight, we're talking like – well, the fight only lasted three minutes and 43 seconds, but very early in. Accidental clash of heads. It was basically both guys' fault. They both, both kind of dipped. And Kevin Holland got, like, flash knocked out basically on his feet, which allowed Dawkins to get um, 
his back or get him down and then get his back and then eventually choke him out. It, it took a little while though. It wasn't like this was immediate. It wasn't immediately because of the head, uh, the head clash, but it helped him get advantage, um, a positional advantage. Um, and then he tapped him out like I predicted. So I was rejoicing because that was the one that was putting me over the edge. I would have been ahead of Dan. This podcast would have been just joyous occasion, but it got uh, thrown out, turned into a no contest. So much more egregious things don't get um, called out, don't even have a point taken away. Um, but of course, I get screwed on my, my uh, what, plus 125 bet um, because it turned into a stupid no contest. Yeah, so here's the thing. I, I will here's say the th- there is worse things than this, you're right, that don't get points taken away. He he's uh, granted he is getting a win taken away, but I I don't think that yeah. they're they're trying to punish him. They're just trying to get the call right here, right? Because yeah, like he's, yeah. he he's not getting DQ'd, right? Like no, he's, he's no. not losing this fight. He's and granted he does lose his win money, which fucking sucks and is a whole yeah. other problem. But here's what I'll say about this: is like if if replay is not in place to overturn what we saw here, then what's it for? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, why why have it in the first place if a flash KO via, uh, you know, what should stop a fight, you know, an in- incidental headbutt or what you call it, clash of heads, right, if it's incidental. Um, it's like two, two rams going at each other. Right. And, and uh, clearly, Holland got the worst of it. It was somebody's forehead yeah, yeah. to somebody's chin, uh, turned yeah. his head. He was he was out, out. He was, like, unconscious. And yeah, it gave him the position, it gave him the submission. I, it may not have given him the submission, but clearly Kevin Holland's wits were still not about him. Yeah, he I was tough, that, though. He, he, he fought him off for a long time. Yeah, it, and it, it, clearly that's some of the advantages that he's like clearly worked on. But I would say this, like, yeah. if, if that replay is not in place to overturn them, then what is it there for? Right? Because, no, I have, I have no problem with it. I'm yeah. joking around, but, and, but and the so, other, hmm. Yeah, because I, 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 I've seen a lot of bad takes about this, because they're like, Oh, since since Dan Mergliata let it go, like it should just be like, oh, he he doesn't have the advantage of seeing it on replay. He tried yeah, to yeah. stop it for a second and then changed his mind. Like the whole point of adding replay, and I don't just mean in MMA. The whole point of adding replay in MMA and in MLB and and adding it in the NFL was always that doing a rest job in real time sucks. And like the only thing that made him can let that fight continue there instead of halting it is that there's not a clear directive that when there's an incidental clash of heads, you stop the fight, right? Like right. like there is with a nut shot or, you know, sometimes a fence grab or, like, you know, like <laughs> eye pokes. Don't mention that. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they were bad this weekend. Um, and we'll talk about that in a different fight. But, like, we got screwed in that one, too. With all of those, there is a clear directive to stop the fight. There isn't in this yeah. case, right? Like, yeah. maybe maybe they should, or maybe it is in the rule book that they can, but he just didn't because it's they're so used to not doing it. But, like, if they did, it would have been clear that they would have been like, oh, this is an incident of Clash of Heads, and maybe we have to step the fight then. It's a no contest. Instead, he, like, second-guessed himself four times, which is literally why there's replay in there, is so that when you second-guess yourself five times, and even called for the replay that he couldn't yeah, do this in real right time. Yeah, yeah, he, like, knew he couldn't do it in real time. And that's pretty much what Herb Dean said to him. I know people are jumping on Herb Dean, but, like, he was like, if you don't feel good about this, call it a no contest. They got that on a hot mic. They immediately turned the mics off. But, like, that's right. Like, that that's what he should be doing. Like, if you don't feel right about it, that's why we have replay. Now, yep. I, will also, I will also say there are a few things I hate about this. First of all, I mentioned, you know, both guys getting one paycheck sucks. 
Um, yep. Especially because, I, you know, like Doc is you, – you can't fault Doc is for what happened, and now he's half as rich as he would have been. Um, so that sucks. And then I will he also say – He might have got a bonus too. Who knows? Yeah, although they gave – I saw they gave bonuses to a whole bunch of people early in the night too. Uh, yeah. Which I think was all was it all prelim well, fighters? It was yeah, which is what fighters. what you've been you've been calling for that. So yeah, people that get paid which, the last you get bonuses. Yeah, which is great stuff. But um, yeah, back to the other thing that I really hate about it, other than the the pay is clearly the the big problem with with all of the different commissioner type people talking about it. Right, they had somebody from the athletic commission, the two referees, and the UFC's matchmaker in there trying to decide what should happen. And, like, that's – whether or not you think Sean Shelby is doing anything that he shouldn't be doing in there, it's, a, like, a totally questionable move. There should not be a matchmaker in there trying to decide who won. Because the yeah. other thing is, like – and, again, I think they made the right call. But one of those two guys is much more marketable than the other one. And he yeah. got the favorable decision, right? Like, he got the no contest. You know, Kyle Dawkins, no offense to Kyle Dawkins, not the most marketable guy on the planet – like Kevin Holland is proven commodity when it comes to that. So yeah, like that, that looks sketchy, but ultimately I think, you know, like, uh, like I said before, that's what replays there for. I'm glad they used yeah. it the right way. Indeed. And we got to remember this is, hasn't even been an official sport for what? Three decades yet. <laughs> we're less than 30 in the, years. In, in, the so. replay, in the replay, we're talking about being like six months old. So like, yeah, yeah exactly. there, there are some kinks. <laughs> yes. There's gonna be gonna be kinks. So um, anyhow, so that was the co-main event. Who would have thought? Well, uh, I guess I guess we could have seen it coming. Uh, main event being boring because Diego Santos is not always all action all the time. But who would have thought Johnny Walker could ever be in a boring fight? But apparently that's uh, what SG SGP I want to say. We're SGP SBG G Ireland has has drilled into him. They. Firstly, coached him poorly, telling him that he was winning. Um, and, yeah, he fought a very boring – both guys fought a very boring Lota Machida, Yoel Romero-style fight with nothing happening, which, like I said in the past, leaves very thin margins for victory. Just, you know, a strike here or a strike there can, can mean a difference if if you're not putting much output out. So uh, I think Johnny Walker um, – fell victim to some bad coaching and we missed out on our plus 135 uh, underdog pick in the main event. Yeah. And I'll say this too. The uh, first of all, I think the judges nailed it. Every single judge scored it the same exact way. And yeah, I right. scored, I scored it the same exact way. And not even, I'm not just talking about 48, 47. I'm talking about every judge scored every round exactly the same. And I had the same card. They gave yeah. uh, Tiago Santos uh two, three, five, Johnny Walker won four, and I think that's perfect. Um, so, like, very good judging, very good scorecards. Here's the thing, though, is that, like, you mentioned the bad coaching of, of SBG, and I, I think they're taking a lot of heat for this, for trying to turn yeah. him into a technical fighter. And I think I think they can turn him into a technical fighter and, like, get him to do, you know, like, all of that you know, from distance kind of stuff that he's doing and fighting a little bit safer so he's not reckless and losing half of his fights just by chance. But there also has to be a time where you take a chance, right? Like, he, he yeah. has to, he has to go for it sometime. Like, he, he can't not go for it. He has to try somewhere. Uh, and it felt like he never was able to go for it. Um, the only good punches he ever landed were when, 
Santos got in on him and he like had to get out of an exchange and the only way he could get out of an exchange was throw a punch. Um, I'd say there was like two meaningful strikes he landed in that whole fight and that might be a stretch. Yeah, there's got to be a happy medium. Maybe, um, maybe that's on the way. Next fight um, between the wild man and whatever you want to call that last night. But so I always like to to break down how we whiffed on a fight. Um, we obviously didn't know Johnny Walker was getting the fun coach out of him. I guess is, is how yeah, we whiffed yeah. on that on this fight. I, I mean, like that's obviously how we whiffed on it because like. Here's the other thing I would say. Even if you told me that he was training with SPG, which I knew, but like you, you said, they're trying to make him a more technical fighter. Yeah. Like the the thing about him is is like, and the thing about all fighters for that matter is they sort of revert back to what they know in dangerous situations, and he didn't. Right. Like he, he never yeah. reverted back to crazy Johnny Walker. Uh, instead, he just kept being this weird new version, which was uh, both bad for him and bad for us watching. So, yeah, I mean, like, the, the whiff is clear. I, I hope you're right. I hope that, like, his enough of his recklessness can come back with, uh, you know, like, with a little bit more time with SPG where he can work in their game plan but also be aggressive because, man, was this just the worst. <laughs> Not only did we lose uh, lose on our pick, but, yeah, it was uh... – we lost a half an hour of our life. We lost half exactly. <laughs> if if I would have been much better if Tiago Santos just knocked him out early, like I, I would have been able to accept that a lot uh, a lot easier. So, um, but yeah, this basically um, really makes no difference to the the top of the light heavyweight division because I don't think Santos is is near the top any longer, and Walker is definitely taking a step back now. So, basically, uh, in, inconsequential. Um, night of fights, which is how yeah. you were kind of thinking. Can I, heading can, in, eh? can I mm. yeah, can I, can I share with you? Because uh, yes. I know you don't like listening to the post fight interviews and, and you fast forward through all that shit. <laughs> but, but I got I, I to gotta share with you what Tiago Santos said because if you have not yeah. heard it yet, this is going to blow your mind. So he, first of all, I've heard he got some on, things, but, but not a lot. So he got on the mic and said that that was the last fight on his contract and told Dana okay. to hit up, hit up his agent because he's trying to make some more money after this one. Uh, which I, I just got to get your take on it. Yeah. Imagine, imagine fighting that fight and being like, yeah, and I am, I am due for a raise. <laughs> he, and he's totally, um, the type of guy that they've let walk in the past too. He's like your older, Yeah, exactly. He's o- older, older guy. Lost a couple decent. in the division. Not yep. terribly exciting to fight all the time. Like sometimes he's exciting, but he yep. has fought in some stinkers. Um, even wants in, good in, money, and and now is claiming he needs more money as his contract expires. Would you be surprised if, like, no. in a week he just wasn't in the rankings anymore because they just like were like, oh, his contract expired. Oh well, looks like we can't afford him. No, he's yeah, he's totally um, Bellator material, if you ask me. Plus, you know, the UFC put him always... against you well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plus, I was thinking the other day, this is like this is probably one. Um, the company strategy too. You know they're always fighting off uh, in court that they're a monopoly and all this stuff. Well, you know, let a few guys that you you feel guys and gals you feel are expendable, um, but that are still considered top people. Let them let them walk, go to the competition, and you can be like, well, see, we don't have everyone. This, you know, we got outbid on that guy, so you know, th- it could be a good strategy too. 
and with him being a title challenger, that makes all yeah. the more sense too. But yeah, like, exactly. and if you look at the people who are in front of him in the division right now, like a couple of them have beat him, right? Like Glover's beat yeah. him, and and Rach has just beat him. So like, he he's not due any big step up in competition, especially with a shitty no. fight like that. He does yeah. have a K. He does have a TKO win over Jan Blankovic, which is maybe worth noting. But oh, that's interesting. He also Bel- got Belchar. Belchar would, would play that up to the hilt. So oh yeah, per- he perfect also, once again. He also got knocked out by Gegard Mousasi, David Branch, and submitted by Eric <laughs> Spicely, though. So you know, do with that. Save the best for last, Eric Spicely. I, I do love Eric. I interviewed Eric Spicely once. He's legitimately one of the nicest human beings you've ever met. He's like a yeah. very. He's like one of those very good vibe people, like uh, Ricky Tercios. Oh God, Ricky Tercios, <laughs> wild! All right, well, the UFC may not keep um, Diego Santos, but you feel a segue coming. But I we feel want like we're you to talk about keeps. We yep, we want you to keep your hair. Dan Dan nailed it. He, he knows the jokes at this point. Let's tell you about keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Low-cost treatments start at just 10 bucks per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. Discreet packaging and proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash SGP to get your first month free, keeps.com slash SGP. And I can still spell, which is good. Let's start. While we're at it, we have a brand new sponsor, which is always exciting because I have new ad copy to read. I, do, I never look at the ad copy in advance, so that's why uh, you get lots of uh, flubs and um, interesting pronunciation so let's tell you about prediction strike do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like patrick mahomes or christian mccaffrey they're football players right hot, hot, hot. Those, are fo- those are football hot. players although one of them has like a busted leg right now so maybe Who, McCaffrey? maybe mccaffrey's mccaffrey's currently injured so maybe you don't want stock in him right now no, he's <laughs> one of those guys that they give the ball to and he runs with it right that is a that is what a running back does. That's correct. <laughs> ah, yes, I knew that. All right. Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robinhood and DraftKings had a baby. Which mm, interesting. Uh, Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy-to-use app from the App Store or sign up at predictionstrike.com to create an account. Use code, listen to this code, SGPNMMA. So they know that you got this from your favorite podcast. Uh, Then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would real stocks. The value of the player will change based upon game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares of players at any time, as long as the player isn't currently in the game. Sign up with promo code SGPNMMA to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of 20 bucks or more. Very, very interesting prediction strike. You have to check that out. All right. I told you about the main event. I told you about the co-main event. We still don't have any winning picks, Dan. That's the uh, top two fights. <laughs> All right. We got this one right. Barely, though. This is kind of, kind of uh, closer than I wanted to be. Uh, Nico Price. 29-28, 29-28, 29-28 over Alex Oliveira, the Brazilian cowboy who has 11 children. We've It's been updated to 11. It was 10. Um, last time we talked, he's up to 11 now. Um, so the grenade uh, did not blow, apparently, so we're still good. Um, 
so yeah, he looked uh, the Brazilian cowboy that is looked a lot faster than Price. Yeah, he looked he looked very good uh, at his move up to welterweight. So um, if he gets to stick around, that might be weight class for him. Price did not look particularly good, but he turned it on when he needed to and squeaked us out a minus one fifty five win to, to get us some money. Yeah, I, I actually think he looked better than people are giving him credit for. He didn't look good when he was on his back in that second round. But, like, he yeah. clearly won the first and the third, right? Like, yeah. I, I when they went to the judge's decision, I was, like, I was not worried they were going to give the fight to Alex Oliveira. Like, no. they, they were going to give it to Nico. Um, it was also a very classic Nico Price performance where he looks shitty at some point and does enough uh, good stuff in the other parts. Um, yeah. I mean, if it was really a classic Nico, he would have won with, like, a – upkick or something crazy like that but but uh it was it was as nico price as nico price can be without the fight being like judged a draw or something like that so <laughs> yes um, he did he have did a draw, draw. Very, yeah, very... he threw with with cowboy cerrone the right? other cowboy, the other, yeah. the other cowboy so, so yeah i mean one oh and one against the cowboys not not a not really much to say about this other than i will just no. say like just put nico price in its own special division with all those other uh welterweights yeah, the, well, welterweight is just, the weirdo. Is the weirdo? There's division, so right? many good ones in there too, right? Like yeah. Michelle Pereira is in that yep. division. Um, you know, like, I, I don't love watching him fight, but Mike Perry fits that yeah, deal. He's a you you can put Chaos Williams in that division because yep. he's freaking nuts. Um, who else throws in really? I mean, there's like a bunch of dudes who just give you like the weirdest. Brian Barbarena probably fits yep. in there too, yep. right? And he, he's he about, to, had, uh, he's about to fight Matt Brown. That's a violent Matt fight. Matt Brown like, fits too. Yeah. That, uh, you, you could have had Condit. Carlos Carlos Condit would have fit perfectly. Diego Sanchez would have fit perfectly. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a weirdo division, isn't it? Yeah. And, and so just give <laughs> me, and in like, you could give me Nico price against anybody like that, or you could give him if, if you're really interested in seeing what he could do, you could give me him against like, uh, like, I don't know. Santiago Ponzinibbio is not a bad name, right? Cause he's a yep. little bit crazy, but also ranked. So yeah, like neat, lots of things you could do with Nico price, but the biggest thing you can do is just fucking enjoy him because he's a delight yep. to watch. <laughs> you know, you know what I didn't enjoy it. it I would never segue to a, an ad saying I don't enjoy it, but you know what I didn't didn't enjoy. This is not an ad segue. I didn't enjoy Kristaps uh, Jocko beating Misha Sorkinov by a split decision. I did not enjoy that at all. Um, it was nauseating. It was exhausting yeah. to watch. And and Sorkinov, uh could have won the fight, but Jocko was allowed to hold on to the fence and nothing. Oh, as he much, got a stern warning. I'm sorry. Won. This is huh? this is your final warning. This is a serious yeah. warning. No, what I'm very you? angry at you this time. Don't do that. <laughs> it's like you see parents like that, right? <laughs> when you're out and about, yeah. Um, and, and the kids are monsters, and they keep, oh no, don't do that. Throw in the that. cereal box in the in yeah. aisle seven. In, yeah, uh, that's Herb Dean. If you throw one more cereal box, I swear <laughs> to God, and then there no, but, go the frosted flakes. <laughs> but why, um, like, uh, why, like, it's very easy. You stop the fight. You put them on the ground, you give Sirkinov Cir- position he would have had, and then you start the fight back up. Very yeah, easy, and he right? also, here's the weird thing, too, is he seemed to try to, like, extol some sort of penalty on Jocko. So Jocko held the cage, and then Sirkinov yeah. need him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then they, so they stopped the fight for needing him in the balls, 
But then because he had held the fence, it seemed like they restarted it from, like, the advantageous position of Serkinov. So Serkinov yeah. got to knee him in the balls and yeah. also got to start from a good position. It's a mess. It's which, a mess. like, if you're going to punish him for grabbing the fence, just, like, fucking make it a real punishment. <laughs> Herb Dean is going to Herb Dean. Uh, but like that said, being said, is... both of these guys looked terrible and not Yes, cut them both. Bye. <laughs> um, Bye. I don't think cut them both. Yeah. I'd like to see Serkinov. Well, first of all, Jocko wins, so, like, you're not going to cut him off that win. But, like, certainly he doesn't need a ranked opponent or anything like that. And I'm a little bit more interested to see what Serganoff looks like if you give him a Yeah, he looked all right. Yeah, like, he looks like he's trying to figure out what it means to be a middleweight against the guy who's been ranked, like, 22 times. He's been in and out of that, like, 15 spot in the ranking. So, you know, Serganoff fights a really good guy at middleweight. Like, give him some time to figure out what his body can do at that weight. Um, so I'd like to see him one more time at least uh, against, like, a little bit lower of a level of competition. But he's he also pissed off Dana White very badly a few years ago, remember, with the contract uh, stuff. So, you know. They pulled him out of easily the ranking that time, too. Yes. Remember? He yeah. said, Dana said he flaked out when he was uh, – when he was negotiating his contract, which means he didn't uh, give in to Dana's whims. So, um, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised to, if he did get cut. I don't want him to because he's kind of Canadian, we decided. But um, regardless, he did lose me, awesome uh, my bet. So, no, awesome no, there's only one awesome. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, he, and he screwed us out. He screwed us out of our pick. So forget that guy. Uh, did you see um, there's sorry, only got... one guy who's awesomely Canadian? Um, possibly. No. There's got to no, be. Yeah, is, well, well, Tanner Bowser is pretty awesomely Canadian. That's, that's what I was going to say. It's like, if yeah. Aaron Jeffrey is awesomely Canadian, then so is Tanner Bowser. <laughs> oh, my God. Tanner Bowser's here. He wonders what. <laughs> he wonder, wonder, uh, no, it's a good thing, dude. It's a good thing being awesome Canadian. Stop throwing things at me. All right. Um, we, we got the uh, opener of the main card right, though. Didn't we? We did. It was a pretty easy pick. Alexander Hernandez beat Mike Breeden, um, knocked him out minute 20 and it's kind of i in the old in my previous life i had a special needs adult named mike breeden work for me so it's funny to hear that there was a mike breeden that's a fighter too but different spelling but regardless um he got knocked out in a minute 20 um pretty much the way we expected to go i don't know there's not really much to say about this one there's minus 500 so we made a big 20 bucks on our 100 there is a one big thing to say about all of this and that is if you had listened to our props at the end of the episode, and this is a, a ploy oh, yeah, to argue, that's right. always listen to the end of the episode. Right. Plus two fifty was Alexander Hernandez in the first round, and we cashed that baby. So uh, Dan, Dan is it, rich. It pretty, it pretty much saved my whole night at terrible picks and bets uh, just by having uh, a ticket on Alexander Hernandez in the first round, uh, which he took care of with no problem. Son of Ichabod is rich. I forgot about that. Very good. So that. Um, yeah, that was, it, it was, a, the main car was crappy. Uh, let's put it that way. That was the only finish and we got screwed out with a bunch of stuff. It was just a miserable main card on the ESP, ESPN plus, uh, prelims, eh, a little bit better. Um, we got the prelim main event wrong. Joe Selecki got, I know split, I hate split decisions. Like I understand why they happen. Like I'm not saying that, that there's a problem with them, but I, Anytime I hear a split decision, I always feel like it's going to go against me, and it did. Joe Selecki lost. Split decision to Jared Gordon, probably the right call, though. Um, Jordan's wrestling was was on point. Yeah, uh, I I actually think it was definitely the right call. Um, I was surprised to hear it was a split. I was kind of hoping they'd 
they'd fuck it up and give it to Selecki. Um, yeah. But yeah. if you look at um, MMA decisions, only one person gave it to Joe Selecki, and it's one of the terrible guys who score for a share dog because share dog has like some of the worst scoring out there. Um, oh, shots fired! Meh, meh, meh. I mean, like, dude. The the funny thing, so I'm I'm not gonna just sit here and shit on Sure Dog, but like the the problem with Sure Dog is like a yes, that's the big first problem is that like constantly they have like one or two guys who score fights like somebody who's never read the rules, and then also like remember why Sure Dog got famous is because it was like a database that's just yeah. like much worse than Tapology. So Tapology, yeah, Tapology just, is good. It's yeah, it just basically came along and made it obsolete in my opinion. Yeah. So uh yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh yeah, everybody scored it for Jared Gordon except for one person on Sherdog. Um I thought he won the fight. Uh it's interesting that Selecki could dominate Jim Miller in the grappling but not Jared yeah. Gordon. Like isn't that a yeah, weird so, sentence? Yeah. Now did we uh, I forgot, uh, but we always talk about how why we whiffed so we can learn things from right. We underestimated Jordan's wrestling, I guess, is where we whiffed here. Scrambling. Scrambling, I think. Scr- yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Sc- scrambling, because that was the difference maker for me. It was not that Selecki couldn't get in on the legs or couldn't start a takedown. It was just that, like, in the process of getting that takedown, Gordon made it did a good job making it sloppy. Um, yeah. And he's good in those moments. So uh, props to him. And then he called out Patty Pimblett. Yep. And Patty Pimblett tweeted that he's into it. Um, and I think he probably murders Patty Pimblett. So that's kind of fun. Fun. Mur- Dan likes people being murdered, especially fan favorites. So, And how do we, <laughs> sc- how do we script the Jocko Sirkinov? Uh, we didn't realize Jocko was going to be allowed to cheat. Is that how we whiffed on that one? Yeah, I mean, like, if he doesn't hold that fence four times, <laughs> like, he, he gets taken down at least two times more and yeah. probably loses that split decision. All right, we got screwed then. That's fine. We got screwed in that one, so our, our, we were on point. Um, and then this last one, we underestimated Jared Gordon, I think, is where we messed up. So that's all right. We're doing okay still. Um, let's say about prize picks before we move on. Prize picks. Turn your, turn your picks into real cash with prize picks, my favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast and as easy, and it all starts with prize picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under the stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win, up to 10 times your money. Price picks is the only way I play. So baseball playoffs starting, um, pick three Atlanta Brave hitters because they're going to kill it right then in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Make sure it's it's Austin Riley, Freddie Freeman, okay. and, and Ozzy Albies because they're the hottest and, right now. And we're going to pick them all over one and a half hits plus walks. We're going to just those three guys. We're going to put 20 bucks down. And when that happens in game one against the Brewers, right? Brewers. The Brewers. That's right. Yep. Which is on Friday. Yeah. Uh, from Milwaukee. I know. And they will, uh, you'll win a hundred bucks. That's the power play option. 20 bucks. Hit hit the three overs. Win a hundred bucks. Very easy. And even better. Use promo code SGP to receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks. That's price picks promo code SGP. All right. Moving along now, what we weren't, you weren't ready. I, I wasn't really ready either before this fight to proclaim her um, a legit uh, top-level prospect. But King Casey O'Neill stayed undefeated, TKO'd Antonina Shevchenko to prove that she's really made it. She now has a Wikipedia page, which she did not have before the fight. So that means that she has truly made it. Uh, I know Shevchenko is um, probably overrated because of her last name, but this still was a very nice performance by O'Neill. So, so I'm going to make two points. First of all, do you know why? And we got it right. Had... Sorry, bury the lead here. I buried the yeah, lead. Yeah. We got it right. Minus 25, Dan's lock pick. So Dan hit his lock. I lost my lock. Oh, yeah, we didn't uh, crap all over um, 
crap all over that yet. Um, we'll talk about that after. Go ahead. So do you know why she has a Wikipedia page now? Uh, you wrote one for her? No, Wikipedia somehow has arbitrarily decided that no MMA get, fighter gets one until they've had three UFC or Bellator fights. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so that was her third UFC fight. So it just, like, auto-populates at that point and, like, just okay, shows cool. up. Um, well, so it wasn't it just it that for it, me. So. Yeah, it wasn't just that it was a big fight. But also, right. uh, I will say, yeah, because you'll notice Gaetano Perello still doesn't have one if you're looking at Wikipedia because he's only had two fights. Such a um, crime. That's such a crime. It's it's not. He looks really bad. But um, on another note, uh, Casey O'Neill, yeah, and we said in the lead up to that fight too that I didn't even know if a win would mean that I was like in on her as a prospect. Yeah. But I am. And, yeah. yeah, because of who she was fighting and the weaknesses of Shevchenko. But like not only yeah. did she exploit those weaknesses, she like looked very good doing it. Like I, I was particularly impressed with her – um, abilities to change control positions. So, like, when she had Shevchenko's back and Shevchenko rolled to her back, um, she was able to, like, float on top to a mounted position, which is right. it, it's a lot harder than it looks, and it's a lot harder than it looks to somebody who's, like, decently well-versed in jiu-jitsu on the ground. Like, I know we shit on Shevchenko not being able to stuff takedowns and winding up on her back a lot, but, like, She's not terrible at jiu-jitsu. She did sub Lucy Pudalova, uh, and I think she's got two sub victories, actually. Um, so, like, she has decent jiu-jitsu, but, like, that was really impressive from Casey O'Neill. It's, like, a really big win for her. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Like, we, we've talked about this time and time again, but right now, women's flyweight has so many fun prospects, dude. Right, like... Casey yep. O'Neill. Manon- so there's a monster at the top. That's the problem. There's a monster at the top that, that'll eat them all up if they get pushed too fast. Yeah, but they we need to start pushing them fast enough so that they can start fighting the Lauren Murphys and Roxanne Modafari's, yeah. JoJo Calderwoods and Vivian uh, Arruyos and, like, those fighters so that hopefully right. two or three of these, are, are like, show up as real contenders. Because, like like I said, you've got Casey O'Neill, Manon Firo, right. Aaron Blanchfield, Miranda Maverick, Tracy Cortez, like, dude, they're, they're, it's just, like, a an overload of, like, good prospects who are all ranked, like, 16, 17, 18 in that division right now. So, yep. um, ho- hopefully, Casey O'Neill, while, while everybody's like, oh, you don't need to rush her up, like, no, like, the division needs some new blood. I hope she fights somebody like Andrea Lee next or, or you know, like Jessica I. Like, like, put her up against somebody like that and let her beat that person. You you forgot to mention the top prospect in the. If you there. say Macy Barber, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm coming to fucking throttle you. <laughs> All right, looking at my Dan's gonna Dan's gonna uh, drive. I can't remember how many hours is it. Ten hours across and cross international borders to throttle me. It can't. Um, it can't be that far. I I drove to a Blue Jays game once in six. Oh yeah. Why yeah. didn't you come visit? What's your problem, man? I mean, this was. I think this is 10 years ago. I drove yeah, to so a we were friends 10 years ago for crying out loud. Anyhow, um, don't ever drop by and visit me because um, <laughs> he has threatened to throttle me. Uh, I'm looking at the performance rankings I do on MMA-Manifesto totally based off of performance and who the person fought and how they, if they finished and that type of thing. Casey O'Neill, after three fights, jumps. It shows how this is a nascent division still. She jumps all the way up to number eight in my rankings, uh, right ahead of Sabina Mazzo, right behind at Manon Fioro. Um, and right, it's got to be because of the finishes too, right? That's her. Oh third, yeah, yeah. That's her third straight finish, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Yes, sir. And yeah, she's right in the Andrea Lee, right in her rankings. So that, that would be perfect. You mentioned that. Let's make it happen. 
Let's yeah, make I'm it happen. It. Yeah, and plus uh, Australian with the Scottish accent, I'm, I'm always down for that. I'm always down for interesting, interesting accents. No, it's, so. it's Scottish. It's Scottish with an Australian accent. Am I, that's am true. I wrong? Yes. She's Scottish. Yes, yeah, she, she's Scottish. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. And she moved to Australia, and then she moved to Thailand, and then she moved to Vegas, I think. So she's she could have a lot of interesting accents by now. So um, let's say about Mint Mobile. First of all, if well, no matter what your accent is, you can use Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and ripped off by big wireless providers, if we learned anything, is that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using the service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get, just, and, sorry, and get premium wireless service starting at just, there's the word I was looking at, just 50, 15 bucks a month. Get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash sport SGP. That's mintmobile.com slash sport SGP. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sport SGP. All right. So we nailed that one. Dan nailed his lock. So you're up to 13 and 12 in your locks. So you're still down a lot of money on the year, but at least you're in, into the positive for picking them correctly, at least. Uh, my lock was, yeah, but you didn't crap over this fighter yet. The, the big controversy of the of the uh, event, three fighters missed weight. Um, one of the fights got canceled once again because Aspen Ladd, my lock pick, missed weight very poorly. Like she was well overweight and she looked horrible weighing in, like she was going to die, which is always great to see. And she's got a bunch of excuses that people are including Misha Tate or getting mad at. So, yeah, what are we going to do with Aspen Ladd, Dan? This, is, this isn't this the first time thing with her. Yeah, I, I don't know what the correct answer is because, you know, she had some excuses for it, and those Didn't never – Didn't she have the same excuse before, though? I don't know. The, the, she, the, nature, I, I, the mother nature excuse I thought she had like, in the past. The, I thought the, I remember the, that in the past. The, there's I'm, a lot of different excuses, but the fact that we keep hearing them is, uh, to me, always a bad sign um, yeah. that we keep hearing excuses. And it's not just like, oh, yeah, I fucked up and I'm going to hire a nutritionalist. Um, you know, like there, there's all kinds of things that we could wonder about what's going on with her. But ultimately, I hope she hires like a good nutritionalist and just figures it out and comes into fight week not trying to suck out like 10 pounds of water weight and just is going to take a little bit more standard of a weight cut. Um, that way, if something like this happens, we actually get a fight. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't I don't know the right answer there. It's a weird one. And uh, I don't have a lot of faith in it. Yeah, this is something like I'm going through a Wikipedia. Wikipedia is getting a lot of um, a lot of use from us tonight. Um, I think it's something like four times or something. She's already had issues. It's like she's only technically missed weight once, and a fight went through. But I think there's been like three other times where like she's she's missed weight and fights have been canceled. So that's not good. Uh, not good. At all. And she, she seems to be a lightning rod. Like there seems to be a lot of people, uh, a lot of fighters in her uh, in her division don't seem to like her very much. Yeah, it is. That is kind of a weird. Like, I don't know where all the hate is on her online. There seems either. to be a like, lot of it. Like, even even before this, there seemed to be a lot of it. 
Yeah, and, and maybe it is all of the previous misses you talked about. Maybe yeah. it's, uh, maybe there's something else there that I just don't know or don't haven't dug into too much. But uh, yeah, she does she does seem to be generally disliked. Yeah, which anyhow, it sucked. That was my lock pick, so that's the only reason I mentioned that. So we uh, we lost that fight. She was supposed to fight Macy Chason. So I guess Macy Chason should be the person who's most upset about this. It sounds like. I think it was Shaysan who said she wouldn't fight her. I think they were going to let her fight after almost dying there in the way. Yeah, I, I, I heard that. I heard the same thing. Macy Shaysan is the only reason the fight didn't happen. That's ridiculous. <laughs> which is crazy. Like, it, yeah. and again, you could you can say what you want about somebody not wanting to fight somebody who's overweight, but she looked like she was going to die on the scale, man. And like, yeah. it, it, you know, like we're about to talk about Carol Rosa beating the hell out of Bench Cohea for four seconds, and we don't need to yeah. really talk more about it than that. You know, I, I kind of covered it already. Uh, Carol Rosa beat there you go. 30, 27, 30, 27, 30, <laughs> um, And that's all you needed to know because it was going to happen, and it did happen. Um, but, like, Vetch missed weight, too, and they let the fight go on. And yeah, she missed two and a half pounds, too. It wasn't but, even close. But, but she didn't. She didn't look like she was maybe going to die right there at that moment. She just yeah. missed weight. And, like, so, like, for – for Betch's coaches to be like, okay, Betch can fight, and for Betch to be like, okay, I can fight, and for the commission to be like, okay, Betch can fight, was it, like, egregious? Whereas, like, I can't believe, like, three or four people were going to say yes to letting Aspen Ladd fight, and Macy Chason had to, like, walk in and be like, guys, what are we doing? <laughs> like, And she, her, her, she, coach, her coach is her boyfriend. Like, her 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 coach is her boyfriend, so you think he would be looking out for her, her general older. well-being? <laughs> yeah, old. yeah. I, I was I wasn't gonna mention that, but yeah, he he seems much older. At least I don't know how old he really is. Yeah, but, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure he's been her coach since she was like 14, and he was like in his 30s. If I'm not, again, don't quote me on those. <laughs> but it's like it it doesn't if if anybody out there is are, if you're those people who have problems with Pat Barry and Rose Namajunas, yeah, you, you need yeah, to redirect like some that. of your hate to Jim West and, and ask yeah, them exactly. That. <laughs> Exactly, but yeah, it's yeah. She was unrecognizable on the scale; like her face was not her. So anyhow, um, yeah, Carol Rose, uh, Betch Correa. How did she get a title fight? How did she, how did she make it in the UFC? Like she's just not well, you, good. Well, you she's remembered how she fighter. got a title fight. Do you, not, do you not remember how she got a title fight? <laughs> I do. Fight? She, she, she was beating all of Ronda's friends. Yeah, she like, be, right, she beat Ronda's right. friends and called her out. Like that. Yeah. She, it was it was brilliant marketing. That's what she. <sighs> yep. She's a brilliant marketer. Anyhow, have uh, fun in retirement. She she officially retired, and Carol Rosa uh, pieced her up for three rounds. Um, lightweight. So we got that one right. So we got minus four twenty five. But we got all the huge uh, the huge odd ones right. Good for us. We whiffed on this. We really whiffed on this one. We were both both in on Devonte Smith at minus one sixty. He got TKO FO TKO FO. Man, yeah, he he got knocked out by Jamie Malarkey, who was not full of Malarkey. He was full of big punches and knocked him out in the second round. Um, yeah, he was piecing him up. So where do we whiff here, Dan? I think uh, Jamie Malarkey, first of all, I, I was really in on Devontae Smith, but Jamie Malarkey showed some power his last time out. And uh, I thought going power for power with Devontae Smith would not work. But yeah. the difference here was he redirected a lot of that power to the body. Um, which right. he hadn't done in previous fights. Um, yeah, he dropped him at the end there with the body shot. It, but it wasn't even just the one that dropped him, too. It was all the ones before that yep. uh, had a whole lot of, like, smoke to the body. And, and like, 
it, it clearly took something out of Devontae Smith. So props to Malarkey for a, a good game plan there. I don't know if it was yep. game plan based, but also he, along with Casey O'Neill uh, of the fights we've talked about so far, both making made an extra uh, 50K uh, for their win. Yep, that's right. Yes, thank you. I forgot to mention that. So we got the two bonus winners. The next man did, who I picked to win, Douglas Silva de Andrade. Knocked out Gaetano Pirello um, via one-punch knockout. Uh, he, he won 50K. So uh, how do you screw this one up, Dan? You got this one wrong. Uh, I got this one right. Minus 250. Yeah. Douglas Andrade looked so slow his last time out, and he looked much <laughs> faster this time. So, yep, that's go. it. There you go. Simply, and, hey, uh, these are these prelims on a crappy card. We're going to rip right through you got uh, to assume Gaetano Pirello is fired now, too. Yeah, I don't probably think we see him again. He looked really bad in two straight fights. So Yeah, but we're uh, we're pretty good at predicting these things. I, I've noticed as, as more names come out of people getting cut, I'm like, hey, we pretty much said that person was going to get cut. So, yeah, it's kind of predictable. Uh, Stephanie Egger, TKO'd Shanna Young via elbow. We both got this one wrong. We were going with the underdog Young. But, um, yeah, Egger, Egger looked really good in this fight. Yeah, I'll also say one of the big reasons we missed this one, Shanna Young choosing to grapple with Stephanie Egger, the judo black belt who qualified for Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yeah, not a not good a, idea. Not, not a great move. No. Um, yeah, she, you got, you she know, got taken I, down pretty easily. Yeah, well, in the the annoying part of it was that, like, she she had the she, – she wasn't winning necessarily on the feet, but, like, she came out with the game plan being like, ah, oh, I'm going to get this body lock, and immediately was tossed into a different zip code. So, like, come on. What do you – why would you do that? So, yeah, just – Yeah, come on, man. Not, not very Ma'am. good. Not, not very good game planning there from Shannon Young. So that's how we got that one wrong. And then we did get the curtain jerker correct. Alejandro Perez, it took him longer than expected, right? It took him two rounds, but he got a scarf hold arm lock submission over Johnny Eduardo. I missed this fight. I only saw the finish. Did I miss anything good, Dan? Uh, they had some good exchanges in that first round. Um, it was it was fun enough to watch. I actually think Johnny Eduardo was getting the better of the striking, but uh, I did really enjoy that scarf hold arm lock, which is uh, you would. It's, a, it's a pretty rare move, but we see it once in a while. Actually, um. One of my favorite uh, underdogs ever to win, uh, Montserrat Ruiz, who oh, God. Uh, never passed up an opportunity. She actually hit this in an Invicta fight one time. Um, Had, but has Gumby Vreeland ever hit a scarf hold arm lock in a I did, Yeah, I used to – well, not in a competition, no, because I, I don't ever I don't ever grapple on top. I'm, I'm usually in cards. So um, <laughs> you have to have wrestling or good sweeps to get on top. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you, you can you get do. almost – you can get Oma Platas and Gogo Platas and, and uh, Barada Platas from your back. Um, and you don't have to be good at wrestling. So, yeah, no, but I have. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't Ichabod have your wrestling bears growing up? Like, <laughs> no. Like Habib? No? Sadly, sadly, no. Ichabod did bear not Bear Whisperer have. didn't have you. <laughs> uh, Ichabod the Bear Whisperer. We're, fr- right, we're so. friends with the bears. We would not wrestle. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, so I went 6 to 5. Dan went 5 and 6. We both lost money. I am still at 58% on the year for my picks. Dan's down to 54. I think you were up at 55 last time. You dipped down, so we got to get that back up, Daniel. And he is 70 bucks ahead of me in the money game. Um, so that was kind of a bleh event. That wasn't that much fun, plus our picks don't hit. And when our picks don't hit, you know, uh, the, the event's garbage. So do we have a better event coming up this weekend? Let's see. No, Durham it's terrible again. <laughs> No, but, but you do like Mackenzie Dern, right? I love Mackenzie Dern. I actually love Marina Rodriguez. Marina, um, Marina I, Rodriguez. Yeah, Rodriguez. It's a, hey, it's, a, it's a good main card, or a good main hey, event. We got Jared Gooden. We just had Jared Gordon. Oh, goody. 
Yeah, you that's know? and that's gonna be a weird as fuck fight. Gooden and uh, is he fighting Randy Randy Brown? Right, he is. And Who then you got Randy Brown, and you got Maria Agapova fighting. Who's yeah, she's, uh, she's the, the weirdest woman. Yeah, and she's got the weirdest uh, like I can beat good people but lose to bad people style. Yeah. Yeah. She's very Keith Jardine esque in that way. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, um, so we got Phil Hawes, the, the guy who you cannot fade, right? You faded him in the early days of the podcast. I, fade, I faded him, him a lot, and he, I, yeah, yeah I'm never going to fade him again. He's going to crush uh, Darren Wynn. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's actually going to crush Darren and, <laughs> and, and And we got some uh, chunky guys, Alexander Romanov and Jared Vanderaw. The best, the Romanov, the best Romanov chunky guy on the planet. <laughs> yes, the, on the planet. Um Anyhow, yeah, it's not exactly a yeah, – it's worse than this pass card, actually. And then the week after that, it's not much better. It's Holm versus DeMont. Um, we, oh, but we got Dan's boyfriend, Andre Olaski, on that card, so he's going to like that one. So, um, he, But he's he fighting Carlos that. Felipe, oh, a big yeah. chunky guy. So I've anyhow, uh, Carlos Felipe before, too. He's a nice oh, guy, too. There you go. Um, but – what, like I said on the SGPN Slack channel last night, Tuesday is where all the money's made because Dan, right. Dan is the uh, Contender Series soothsayer. So we're going to get into the picks for week. We're up to week six. Yes, week six. Week six. First, yeah. first, let me tell you about Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? The folks at Odds Crowd are challenging you to prove it this football season with their epic free to play fantasy betting contest. Each week of the season, there's a $350. NFL contest and a 250 buck contest. The boys here at SGPN are all taking part. So you can try to claim bragging rights over us too. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines. Much like you would with any pick tracking app, the most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And OddsCrowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And if you haven't already downloaded our app, what, what are you waiting for? SGPN app. We're now live in the App Store and Google Play. Uh, the app gives you easy access to all our picks, our articles, our podcasts. You can get notifications, all that type of stuff, so you don't miss an MMA gambling podcast. Uh, and don't forget to toss an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right. Like I said, and Tuesday night tennis series, and that is where Dan is killing it. He's going to mess up one of these picks he's going to give you, but he's going to nail the other four, correct? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's the, a pattern at least. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've gone hey, five and one, four and one, and three and one, depending on how many fights you give me. Yeah, exactly. But we're we're not going to lie to the people. We're going to tell them in advance. One of these are one of these. Um, picks are not like the others. One of these picks are not going to come through. Um, so we've got a five fight. Uh, cards, so 10 fighters. Have you seen all these fighters fight before? I have, yes. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen all of them. One what or two of them of... I had to look up ahead of time. Okay. Because I, what do you... because I hadn't seen them until, like, very recently. But okay. most of them I had already seen. What do you think of the talent level on this card? A lot of... There's a couple guys who have been in Bellator and LFA, but it's a lot of lower or... Un, unknown regional promotions or international promotions that I haven't really heard of on this card. There's, there's two or three of them that I think are like surefire contract guys. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's one or two that I think are probably going to win and not look all that great, including one that I think might probably get a contract 
because he's in a division that they just give contracts in. Um, oh, there you go. Which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, is is the talent level kind of trickling off as the weeks go by? It seems like no. There, there's there's two, two there's two or three of them on this card that I think are okay. I wouldn't say as good as anybody because I think Jelton that Jelton Junior episode, which right. is um with the other Russian guy on it as well, yep. and what's the other Russian guy and Jack Della Madalena is like yep. like those guys, movie. yeah, they, like phenomenal talent. This is not that. But like there are there are two or three guys in here that I think are are pretty high level dudes. All right, well let's jump into it. Enough killing time, Jeff. Uh, lightweights: Gennaro Valdez, Patrick versus Patrick White. Um, White is prime time. Valdez is Rayadito, which I looked up is a bird, some sort of bird, I believe. A small, um, it's a small bird, yeah. A small <laughs> bird, yes. Is is there any Rayaditos in the in the hills of uh, of New England, Dan? No, I think they're only in Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah I thought I thought they were more of a southern uh, southern bird. All right, primetime white nine to one with nine knockouts. How do you like that? Every fight ends in a knockout with this guy when he's when he's winning. He's won three straight fights, all via finish, of course. Three inches of height over Valdez. He's at plus two ninety five. Um, the small little bird is also nine to zero. No, actually, sorry, White's 9-1. Uh, this, uh, Valdez is 9-0. The six knockouts, three submissions, so everything's a finish. So should we bet Should we bet this fight within the distance, Dan? You you should bet this fight as quickly as possible if you want okay. for, Val, for Valdez. Valdez <laughs> has an inch of reach, one year younger, minus 370. So Valdez is the obvious pick here. Yeah, it, it's real obvious to me, too. And, and uh, no offense to the slew of people I'm about to insult uh, right here. But, uh, <laughs> yes, Patrick White, Patrick White comes from Alaska FC, which is one of the worst promotion regional promotions out there. It's on Fight Pass. But, like, guy after guy after guy who shows up from Alaska FC is are just, like, usually large disappointments and clearly not – like. Like, he's knocking out dudes he found in a bar one time. Um, and, and if you go back and look at his last fight in Alaska FC, which um, came in 2019, and then he started fighting for Countdown to Lockdown or Alaska Combat <laughs> Entertainment. Um, I, so told like, you that, I told you it was a bunch of no-name promotions this yeah. year. Countdown to Lockdown. But, but like he, So he fought in Alaska FC in his eighth pro fight against the guy making his pro debut, and he found himself in very bad position somehow. And, like, just basically muscled his way out of it and punched the guy once. And the guy was like, yeah, I don't think I really wanted to be a cage fighter. I think I'll stop. Um, And they called the fight. And you were like, that guy probably should have been vetted better. Um, His only loss came to a guy who's currently 5 and 8, whose nickname is Easy Money, which I think is pretty funny, uh, being that it wasn't Easy Money for Patrick White. Like, this is a huge fade on Patrick White, but also uh, Gennaro Valdez is, like, also a pretty decent fighter. He's not one of the ones who I think for sure should win a contract, but he's fighting a dude who doesn't belong in the contender series, in my opinion. So, yeah, I like Valdez here. You know, obviously not crazy about, like, a negative 300-plus number here, but, uh, yeah, I'm still picking Valdez. All right, Valdez in the pick. We move to middleweights. Joseph Holmes, a boring a normal name to say. Wow. No, 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 but do you know his nickname? His nickname is Dante Ugly Barnes. Man, ugly yeah. Man Joe. <laughs> His name, and he's fighting Shine. Um, ugly Man. That's that's amazing. Is he? I didn't he look him up. Is he ugly? ugly? He usually goes ugly by man Ugly Joe? Man Joe. Yeah, it's Ugly Man it, Joe. <laughs> oh, that's because 
yeah, there was like a band, Ugly Kid Joe, right? That was probably before I, your time. Maybe that's that's you definitely saying? before my time, but yeah, Maybe it's that. funny as hell to me. <laughs> yeah, the Ugly Ugly Kid Joe. Some they, they did a cover of the Cats in the Cradle. That's their big hit. Ugh, I remember them. Yeah, they were from uh, early '90s, Dan. When you were being when you were toddling around playing with your bear friends in the woods. Um, all right, so we got Joseph Ugly Joseph versus uh, Shine Shante Barnes. Let's break her down. Um, I didn't write the odds down for this one, so let's check the odds first. It's shall negative four hundred for Ugly Man Joe, plus three hundred okay. for Shante Barnes. Okay, thank you very much. Now let's tell you about Barnes, in case you do want some of that plus money. He's six one and one with four knockouts, two submissions, so everything's a finish. He's won two straight fights, be a finish, of course. He and he's been un, undefeated in his past six. He's at plus three hundred. The ugly man named Joe is 5-1 with one knockout, four submissions. So another finish. He's n- never been finished in a fight himself. He's won five straight fights, all via finish. So he lost his debut and won five straight. He was 1-1 one one in Bellator. Uh, he's five inches taller, eight years younger, minus 400. Is this also a slam dunk pick for the ugly man? So if if I have to pick this fight straight up, I am taking Ugly Man Joe, but I, I do think this is maybe a fight you stay away from because they're both kind of sloppy, light heavyweights. Um, this is one of the people who I said is probably going to get a contract because he's in a crappy division and is probably going to win. Um, this is like, a middleweight fight, though. Are, are they usually light heavyweights? Are they moving down to middleweight? Um, no, my understanding is this fight is at light heavyweight. Okay. Um, right. that's you say Wikipedia is wrong? Uh, I'm, saying tapology, I'm saying tapology is right. Um, okay. That's what that's, I'm saying. We'll yeah. go with that. So, anyhow, light heavyweight, middleweights, it's the same. They're all crappy. and <laughs> um, Light heavyweights are much crappier than, than middleweights. But, um, you know, like they're both in their – if I'm not mistaken, they're both in their 30s. I think Shante Barnes is in, like, his mid-30s. They're both kind of sloppy. Um, here's the thing I would say is that if you are looking to bet every single fight and put a hundred dollars rather than putting a hundred dollars on ugly man, Joe, who can be really sloppy, um, and picking up a smooth 25 bucks on this return <laughs> here, I, I'd probably just bet the over. Um, cause while they're oh, both really? sloppy, yeah. Cause while they're both sloppy and they get a lot of finishes, the over number is probably going to look really nice and neither guy has been finished. Um, they're both kind of like they just kind of like hang on in fights and and kind of you know do enough to stay alive. So like neither of them uh, are guys who look good in any real moment, and they've both beaten awful, awful competition. So like they're they've got a lot of finishes against a lot of bad fighters. Like the only time Shante Barnes didn't finish his opponent was because he was six and five. Like that's that's the tough opponent who he wasn't able to get out of there. I mean, like one of his knockouts yeah. is over Jay Ellis, who's who just hit his hundredth loss recently. So I think he's sixteen and a hundred. So like, yeah, like I just bet the over on this one. That that's going to be my play here. Is that uh, you know, if you want a winner, I'm picking Joseph Holmes, but I'm also picking the over. That that's going to be my play. All right, so. I never pick over under. What is it? One and a half rounds, or what? I'm guessing this one. I'm guessing this one's going to come in at one and a half, um, because okay. it's a light heavyweight one. It wouldn't be surprised if you can. It, certain books will allow you to bet one and a half over, or two and a half overs. Um, okay. But I think I'd probably pick the over on either of those. Um, it wouldn't All surprise right. me if this went to a decision. If it does, it'll at least save the UFC from making a dumb contract offer to one of these guys who I I don't think belongs in there. All right, so you don't really like contracts for any of these guys yet, it seems. Maybe Valdez, but but Valdez, Valdez will probably put on a good enough performance and finish yeah. 
light that he'll get one anyway. But he he's probably not ready for the 155 division of, of the UFC. All right, moving on to Bantamweights. Joseph Weems versus Fernie Gon- Garcia. Sorry. Um, that's his nickname, Fernie. And Weems' nickname is Wide Open, whatever that means. That's what his nickname is. Um, he's 7-1 with five submissions. He's won seven straight fights after dropping his debut. He has fought at featherweight before. This one's down at Bantamweight. He's an inch taller. He's at plus 170. Ferdy Garcia, 9-1 with three submissions. He's never been finished in a fight. His one loss was via decision. He's won four straight, two inches reach, minus 210. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ferdy Garcia here. Um, he's a guy who I've been pushing to have on the Contender Series for a while. Um, also, hey, listen to you finally. Uh, notably, Josh Weems is taking this on short notice. Fernie Garcia was supposed to fight Paul Capaldo, um, who tested positive for COVID. Um, Fernie Garcia also, if I'm not mistaken, was booked to fight on the Contender Series once upon a time, and uh, something happened that had him pull out of it, or his corner tested positive for COVID, or something like that. Um, but Fernie Garcia. It's just the difference between a guy who's had a full prep fight camp here versus a guy who hasn't, a guy who fights very composed versus a wild man. Uh, Fernie Garcia, really composed fighter. He might not actually wow Dana White all that much, but I think he's talented enough to fight at Bantamweight in the UFC. So Fernie Garcia is like the half of the – remember I said two and a half guys for sure need a contract in here. Fernie Garcia is the half. I, I think he's really good. Um, I think he could hang, but he probably is going to need to do a little bit extra to wow Dana White because he's kind of got that – who is it? Bohio was fighting, and he fought very smart yeah. fights and yeah. uh, didn't get a contract. I can see yeah. Fernie Garcia doing that same thing. All right. So we got a pick. Um, Fernie Garcia is a pick. Co-main event, flyweights, Daniel Perez, Carlos Hernandez – no nicknames. So let's get right into the breaking it down. This one is a very close one on the on the boards. Um, Hernandez, 6-1 with four submissions. Never been finished in a fight, so he lost via decision. He's won six straight fights. A lot of these guys lost their debut and then have run off undefeated streaks. Um, he, he last fought October of 2020, so it's, he's been out of the cage about a year. I think it was around the end of October when I, when I looked that up, I believe. He's two inches taller, five years younger, minus one. Oh, 105, excuse me, and then Berez, 12 and 4, four knockouts, five submissions. He's been subbed twice in his career, so half of his losses come via submission. He's won six straight fights. Is he hasn't fought since December of 2019, so he's been able to get for quite a while. Minus 125. So this one's pretty much a pick 'em on the board. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Hernandez in this one. He's one of the ones okay. I'm, I'm pretty high on. Um, and like you said, you're you're getting his number uh, a little bit better than Barres. Um, yep. You said it was 105, 125. Is that what I heard? Yeah, slight underdog here, but I, I'm actually really high on Hernandez. The difference for me here is if you if you look at what the way these two fight, they throw a lot of the similar shit. Like, both of them throw really powerful leg kicks. Um, both of them have, like, nice little hooks. Both of them work the body. Um, both of them don't look bad in a clinch. The difference for me is Carlos Hernandez puts it all together. So, like, you'll see... Daniel Barres just throw, like, one big, mean, low calf kick, whereas you'll see Carlos Hernandez throw, like, a four-punch combo and end it with a calf kick. Um, and for me, that's going to be enough for him to get a decision here. And he, in my opinion, is probably going to have a pretty significant speed advantage. So when you pair both that he puts combinations together with a little bit more speed, 
I do like Hernandez here, and the fact that you're getting him, you know, at even money or better, uh, seems yep. kind of kind of like you're you're taking candy from a baby here. So yeah, I, I like Carlos Hernandez in this one. Contract or no contract? I think contract. He's another one who both. First of all, I already think he deserves one. Like, I, I think he's good enough to be fighting yep. in the UFC's flyweight division, but also it's a flyweight division. So, yep. you know, like, they hired a guy who lost. So, yeah, Carlos Hernandez, for sure, a contract. All right. Plus, the flyweight, they seem to be uh, scooping up flyweights on the show. Um, main event, welterweight, Shimon Smotritsky versus Mike Malott. Not the football star at the university. When I went to university, this is a different Mike Malott. Um, but he is Canadian, too, which is strange. Um, I guess that's a Canadian name. Uh, this is another fairly close one on the boards when I did the breakdown. Um, let's start off with Smutrinsky. He's an assassin, and Malott is proper, in case you wondered. Um, Smutrinsky, 7-0, three knockouts, one submission. 2-0 in Bellator. He's an inch taller, nine years younger. He's at minus 109. Um, a lot, six, one, and one, three knockouts, three submissions. So everything's finishing for him. He's won his last two via finish, of course. He's oh, he was in Bellator True, where he went oh, oh, and one. He also was in World Series of Fighting, which is now PFL, where he was oh, and one. He is Canadian, uh, for what it's worth. I wrote that down. Um, and he's at minus one twenty-one. What do you? Is this worthy of a main event? Yes, um, for a number of reasons. So. Malad is coming off a win over Solomon Renfro, uh, which the, the name might not be familiar to you guys yet, but he was a big deal kind of in that um, mid-Atlantic regional scene, the CFFC kind of circuit, um, where everybody was talking about him being like the next big star in the UFC. Uh, and he got finished by Mike Malad, uh with a rear naked choke in the first round. That was uh, back in December of last year. Um, and Solomon Renfro actually going to be on the contender series in two weeks. We'll be talking about Solomon Renfro as well. Um, so like he, he beat a good guy last time out. That was his first fight in four years. Uh, Mike Mallott had not fought for four years before he beat Solomon Renfro. Um, and he's like largely known as a guy who, who goes in and just tries to like knock you out and, or submit you real quick. And he tagged Renfro, which is kind of surprising. Renfro is a, a pretty damn good boxer in his own right. So people got really high on Mike Mallott. But here's the thing. I don't think he's better than Shimon's, uh Oh, boy. Smotritsky. Um, oh, you got one wrong, finally. No, I got that right. I just, wrong. Said, I just said, stumbled. oh, God, before I said it. Yeah. Is, that his, is that his middle name? Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Shimon. Yeah. Oh, God. Smotritsky. Um, I don't think he's better than him. Uh, Smotritsky reminds me a lot of um, a couple of weeks ago, we watched that Daniel Zellhuber uh, win yep. himself a contract. He had really good range, very fast kicks, um, like thunderous hand. Like, I, I think Shimon Smotritsky is like, is Daniel Zellhuber again? Um, only like an Israeli version of it, um, which. Like, I, I feel like it's a nightmare for Malat, who's going to go in there and try to strike with a dude who is faster and very long. And, and he's another dude who's super young, right? Like, what was Zell Hoover, 23? Was he? I think he was 23 yeah, years old. He, yeah, something like that. Yep. Smotritsky's 21. Um, So, like, another guy who's, like, very young and very fast. Um, and he's fought some, like, decent guys, too. It's not like he's been in there with just, like, absolute schmoes. You know, like, he won a good fight in Bellator. Um, after that, he fought for RCC, which is not, like, a well-reputed you know, reputed organization. But, like, he fought some good guys in that organization as well. So, like, 
he's very fast and very strong and has those like quick kicks like Zell Hoover. So I like the dog money here in the main event with Smotritsky. All right. Very nice. He's, he was born in August of 2000. How does that make you feel? Oh, wow. Great. <laughs> that's, that's pretty wild, Dan. That even makes you feel old. It does. Yes. Yeah. Which is, which is scary. Um, all right. So who's getting contracts, Dan? I'm going to say um, I'll take uh, – I'll, I'll just say those those last three ought to be the ones to get contracts. Well, Trisky, I'll take Hernandez, well, Trisky, Hernandez and Garcia. Um, okay. I'll say Ugly Man Joe wins but maybe doesn't get a contract. And I wouldn't be surprised if Geraldo Valdez uh, picks one up just because he beat the piss out of his opponent. Mm-hmm. Um but, like, I also don't think his opponent's very good. So, uh, for whatever that's worth, he might get a contract that way. All right. Do you have parlays? Do you have props? or any? I guess you already did the one prop, the over. I, I, did give you the, I did give you the prop. I would say if I were parlaying people here and, and trying to get some value on that. So, I'm already taking Smotritsky straight up because that's a plus money one. I don't need to add that to anybody to feel like I'm getting value. Um, but I would take Hernandez, who's betting off at like even money, which I already think is a good number, and pair him with the other one who I really like, which is Fernie Garcia, which he's got kind of a big fat number there in like minus 300. But that means if you pair them together, you're going to get almost two to one money on him. And I, I think that's probably worth it. Although you, you might just find that you'd rather just have Hernandez if you'd like to lower the risk a little bit and then like maybe bet Fernie Garcia by decision if you want to make those odds better. But if I were to pair two, it'd probably be those two. But my my better plays here are Smotritsky uh, just to win outright and then to take uh, the over, whether over one and a half or over two and a half, whatever you seem to like in the ugly man Joe fight. All right, so which one of those did you whiff on, Dan? Which one is going to be the screw-up this week? I would uh, – and honestly, <laughs> if like, you're telling me I have to pick one of these fights and say that I fucked it up, I actually think the Ugly Man Joe one is probably the most okay. likely to be fucked up because it is – they're just so sloppy. They're like sloppy light heavyweights. Even Ugly Man Joe is like quite sloppy. He doesn't look good on the feet. Um, and it's negative 400, so that's, again, why I'm just like steering you yeah. way away from that pick. Like I, I guess you, if you're really into the dog here or would like to just, you know – You'd like to have plus 300 money out there. I don't think he's going to win, but, like, maybe it's worth playing Shantikart. Like, like maybe it's worth playing him, but I, I don't know. That that fight seems like the one I'd miss. Okay. So that, there you go. We even tell you in advance which one he screwed up. So what more can you uh, can you ask for from us? That, that's it. We've given you enough enough content this week, I think. We'll be, uh, not this week. We're actually coming back Wednesday. Wednesday night we will tell you – how amazing Dan did with all his picks because he is the Tuesday night contender series soothsayer, something like that. Um, and then we will break down the amazing car that we've already crapped all over for next weekend. Um, Dern versus Rodriguez. Every, every Rodriguez is Rodriguez now, Dan, <laughs> because I, I got that right. So um, and Dan will have his article It'll, once I post it tomorrow morning on Sports Gambling Podcast, his write-ups um, on all of the fights that we just talked about on the Contender Series. Um, Dan will have a write-up on that if you want to um, refresh your memory and, and uh, probably get a little more in-depth on some of the fighters and some of the fights that are going down that will be posted on Sports Gambling Podcast tomorrow. Um, 
So make sure you check out that. You can read all our MMA-specific stuff over on uh, MMA-Manifesto.com or the Sports Daily slash MMA-Manifesto if if the other one doesn't automatically take you there. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast feed so you can get our podcast the second they drop uh, rather than waiting a day or so until they drop on SGPN main feed. So I think that's all I have to tell you. Oh, follow us on Twitter, obviously. Jeff Fox, writer, and Gumby Vreeland. Anything else I need to tell everyone to do, Dan? No, I think you got it all. That's enough. All right, you want to take us home, or am I taking us home this this time? Sure, I can take him home. I'm the Daniel, take us home. Daniel Gumby Vreeland, oh, and yeah, he Daniel. is awesomely Canadian, Jeff Fox. Yes. And we will see you on Wednesday.